Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Water Cooler Podcast. This is episode nine. I am your host, Marley Silverbrand, and I am joined by... Jerry Villa. J- Jerry, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Can't complain. Another yeah. day. Hopefully, you can still breathe out there. We're, as the view- <laughs> listeners probably know, we're right <laughs> right a dab in the middle of uh, forest fire season. Uh, yeah. So, as soon as I walk out my door, like I can barely breathe. So, yeah, the smoke is really bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been tough. Um, I don't know if the – I don't think the listeners know. So I started a new job in Sacramento it's for the scooter company, and I work night shift. So at night, it's, kind, I guess, kind of the worst time-ish, I, I guess. Um, but it, it's it's been tough to, to breathe through it, even with the mask. And my eyes were burning like crazy, too. I don't – I'm not a scientist, but mm-hmm. from what I know and living – up in the mountains, uh, like up near Yosemite, where we used to get a lot of forest fires, is like at night, like it gets colder or relatively mm-hmm. colder, so the smoke settles. So uh, because like hot air rises and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't know the sciency terms, but I just know that it sucks. Like when it's at night. So uh, respect for you, Jerry. <laughs> but Thanks, um, I, I think the the if we could stay a little bit. St- um, talk a little bit more about this is the thing that I found interesting is we have a huge mask issue in America right now about like with the whole virus and stuff like that. So I was kind of hoping like with the smoke, like people would start wearing masks. Nope. Not the case. Like, do you find that a little strange? Uh, yeah. Cause like I said, since I worked downtown, there's even during this, there's a lot of people who still don't wear their mask out which is crazy because they're just breathing in all the smoke. Like, like it's nothing. Yeah. It's, and they're like, I understand like people have to like work out and they still got to stay active, but it's, Mm -hmm. you can still wear a mask and work out and not breathe in like, like all the smoke, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But the changing subject, we got a really packed episode like for you guys today. Uh, but first, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, Jerry, you want to talk about like maybe like your podcast that you were thinking about starting? Yeah. So, so normally how we talk about like mostly basketball in here. We there is some references to to baseball and stuff, but me, I, I don't watch it. Marley's Marley's the baseball guy. So, I'm. I was thinking of starting a, a football podcast with my friend Brooks, and if we get other guests on there, um, I think it'll be. A, a cool change of scenery, like different sports wise. Cause for, for myself, I, I watch basketball, football, soccer. Those are like my three main sports. So it'll be cool to, to change it up a bit, but yeah. I want to, I want to get the listeners, um, I guess, feedback on it to, to see if they would enjoy it. So hopefully you get some. Well, ho- hopefully that comes soon. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. This is, like our goal here at the water cooler is to hopefully turn into like like a network of like podcasts so we'll like every like every other day we'll have like a podcast coming out and stuff like that uh but not this week though like uh i hope all of you enjoyed like the interview last week that i had with Jaden crossan Jaden crossan one fourth of the color wild uh that should be a regular thing like where i'll do like an interview like every other week uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I got upcoming guests coming, coming soon. So, but yeah, 
other than that, that's uh, that's it for housekeeping. Uh, moving on to the, our first news topic, uh, the NBA draft lottery like came out. Are, are, were you surprised with the results, Jerry? Well, yeah. Um, I, I love how they have they've done it the last two years um, for the tanking stuff. So I know there's teams in there that were the number one pick. I mean, but I love how it switches it up because I know the Knicks they were supposed to get one of the top picks, right? I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they got the eighth pick. Yeah. The, this draft lottery definitely discourages teams that tank, which throughout the year, I think is a little strange that you, you hear from the national media and all the big time reporters saying that teams should tank. So I, I, I don't really understand why that narrative is still out there for journalism, like sports journalism. Mm-hmm. So it's a little it's a little odd there, but uh, with the number one pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves are uh, take it all. Uh, I think that's fine. Like the the, the Timberwolves are already kind of set up. Like uh, like they have D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Carl Anthony Towns, and in a weak draft like this, like they're probably going to draft Anthony Edwards, and I feel like that he kind of fills out their their system a, a little bit better. But after number one, I can't really – or number four or five, like the talent just kind of goes downhill. Like what, what, what do you think? There, it's, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's – they don't have talent. I think it's a lot of um, unknown. And it, it's going to be harder for us to, to know the people because there wasn't a March Madness tournament this year. So that's where we, we would have seen some stars rise like make a name for themselves like on national the national media mm-hmm. but because we didn't have that 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 kind of the way we we couldn't see what they were made of yeah but- every year march Madness is always like a, a cinderella team and, and there's always one player that balls out that puts his stock up like john morant which is a good example he he went to murray state his first year nobody knew of him then he he roses um, his stock up with the tournament and him balling out all year. That's why he was the number two pick. That that's true, but a lot of these teams have scouts too throughout the season and are going to practices and like season games. So I, I'm guessing mm-hmm. the scouts already know who they're going to draft like halfway through the season. And March Madness is just like how they can uh, hold hold themselves up on the on the big stage. So I feel like I I don't know. It's I feel like these scouts already know who they like and who they dislike before the before the tournament. And I feel like this draft, I'm not saying that there's isn't going to be like stars from in this draft, but like compared mm-hmm. to like 2 years ago, like there are superstars stacked over over that draft like in in the 2018 draft. Uh compared to this one, like you you might see like a couple stars here and there. But I feel like a lot of these players are going to be like role players. Yeah, uh, this is one of the weakest draft classes in in a while. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there there might be some stars, role yeah. players or stuff. Like Anthony we'll Edwards for sure. Uh, J- uh, James Wiseman, I feel like is another star out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, I forget I forget his name, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like one, two, three, four, like. It's that's really good talent, and then every anything after that, it's like 
they're just looking for pieces to fill like a roster out. So, but yeah, I don't know. NBA draft. Yeah, is well, in October. like the from. Is it? Yeah, I think is so. Around, is it around the? Uh, yeah, that'll. It's a good, good time. So what? Two months away. Yeah, but what were you gonna say? Oh, I was talking about the 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 teams. So the the one, the one through five for each team. What what do you think they should do? Who do you think will be a good prospect for them? Um. Well, because for 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 the Timberwolves, I think Anthony Edwards is a good pick for them. But at the same time, I was uh, hearing different podcasts. You know how uh, I listened to the Ringer. They were talking about um how they think they should draft. Uh, James Wiseman so they can kind of create a Twins Tower type? Well, I don't know. I don't know if drafting two centers, especially when you already have a stud in Carl Anthony Towns, like Cat might actually start feeling uh, like, oh, am I going to get traded if you're drafting like this this young? No uh, no way. He's not going to get traded. I'm just not even sure if like Twin Towers hasn't really worked in NBA history, if, like mm-hmm. unless you're talking about like like Larry Bird and um, who who's the other like center? I don't know. It's just if you look back in history off the top of my head, I I can't really think Twin Tower like two a big men in the NBA like actually worked. Like can you can you think of any time that has actually worked? Uh, no, I think the last one I remember was the Sixers when they had Nerlens Noel. Jahil Okafor, and then I'm pretty sure they had Embiid all, um, still hurt. Yeah, yeah and those two guys, game. they traded. Yeah, that <laughs> was the last time I, I remember. I know I don't know. was hurt, but... Because you do have to, you have to think about it. You have to, dra- for you, draft the, bre- the best prospect there is. Mm-hmm. And for I, for me personally, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie and say I know the prospects because I, I don't know. This is like one of the first years I didn't pay attention to college basketball. So yeah, it is I, it is tough to know who they are, because off the name, like off the off the dome, I know Lamelo, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, uh, Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky, but I don't know who the best one is. But I know you have to draft for what you need. Yeah, I, I think Anthony Edwards. I, I agree with you at, at number one. Like Minnesota, like you could definitely come in and and help Minnesota. Like I, I think on the defensive end, probably not so much. Like he can definitely help with shooting, but uh, I think you, you can always learn defense. Like in the NBA, like you're going to learn to play better defense, uh, unless you're Russell Westbrook. But uh, he said uh, that he doesn't have like a a high motor. That's why a lot of people are scared to pick him because yeah. he gives up too easily on the defensive side. Like sometimes yeah. he picks it up and he just runs back to the basket and then just grabs a board like going through the middle. Mm-hmm. And then other times he just gives up, which is yeah. it's tough to hear, especially as a a, a prospect basically going to, to the NBA draft. Yeah. Uh, but at number two, like Golden State, that's the, like, it was funny, like during the lottery when I was watching it, people are saying that Golden State has like uh, a high draft pick, but next year they're probably going to be like, it's not like they're rebuilding like a lot of people, like a lot of teams in the draft are usually rebuilding or like on, on that next step. But yeah, Golden but State is just going to be like they're going to be right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you see them doing with this pick? Like the GM has actually come out and said that he doesn't plan on drafting anyone. Like he could, mm-hmm. like they're probably going to trade this pick. 
Well, they they should. Um, the the only thing I would do if I was them was either draft Wiseman or trade it because they do need a center. Yeah, they do need a center, but like in the past few years, Golden State has kind of like gotten off from not for not drafting a center, mm-hmm. and depending on how the Rockets do. And like the Rockets were like Golden State's rival, like in the in the playoffs. And if the Rockets don't have a center, like why would Golden State need to draft draft a center? It 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 I don't. It, it, does that make sense or? Yeah, but I get it. Yeah, like I don't know. One, we'll... one trade rumor that I actually I was uh, I saw and I think I actually shared it with you is uh, Golden State would trade the number two pick uh, to the Wizards and Andrew Wiggins for Bradley Beal. Like, like, what do you, what do you think about that trade? That just makes. I don't, I don't think they will do it. That's especially with the draft. I don't, I don't think the draft is good enough to trade. He's basically an all star who, but he hasn't gone to an all star. He hasn't been named to an all star team yet. But Bradley Beal, he's he's a bucket. I don't, yeah. I don't think they will trade. I don't think they would do that, especially since I think they're gonna give give. Washington one more year with a healthy John Wall and a healthy Bradley Beal. That team one more year, and then if it doesn't work out, then they might think about rebuilding. I don't know. Well, I, thing- I wouldn't do that. It's too too bad of a draft to just trade your second pick for what Lamelo James. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I I don't know. It's just. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of weird trades come out just because mm-hmm. especially with Bradley Beal and his contract right now, like the wizards are probably going to be desperate to like shed a lot of salary just because like, especially with like the coronavirus pandemic and like the shutdown and no fans in stadiums, like a lot of these teams are bleeding money. Like, like, like no, like, like no one was able to predict. Uh, so I'll, a lot of these teams with like bad contracts, like with John Wall and Bradley Beal, they're probably going to be looking for ways to like save as much money as possible and still be competitive. So I think like the Bradley Beal trade may not make sense a few years ago, but definitely like today, like in the state of the world that we're living in, I feel like it makes total sense. And plus the Warriors, like that would, I think that would put the Warriors in the luxury tax, like with Bradley mm-hmm. Beal. But, like, the Warriors owners have clearly said that they don't mind, like, being in the luxury tax, especially if it's, like, uh, makes – they could win the championship next year. But So, if you're, if you're the Wizards, you would, you would love – so, let's say you're the GM for the Wizards. You, would, you wouldn't mind trading – he's basically an all-star. An all-star in Bradley Beal, who's only 26 – for the number two pick and Andrew Wiggins. Well, I'm, I'm not. That help. was just a scenario. That was just a scenario. No, like, but if you were, if you were them, what would you do? Would you do that, or would you just decline it right away? If I'm willing to save money, and like <laughs> I, I think, I, I think I would do that. No, oh, no way. And and I'm not gonna. I wouldn't help another team win a championship either. Because yeah, that would but, just put them over the top. Yeah, that, that's. That's true, but I don't know. I just think a lot of weird trades are going to come out come out of nowhere, yeah. just so teams can. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Uh, you you want to tell the the listeners about 
is one me about. Can you repeat that? You got cut out. Uh, do you want to tell the listener about the Ben Simmons trade, the one that you you were talking about with me earlier? You showed uh, me the you tweeted think, you tweeted it to me. I think we uh, talked. I think we talked about that in the last pod or last couple pods. Ben Simmons to the Cavs. Was it? Yeah. No, it was a different one. What? Okay. You you want to tell the listeners what I tweeted to you? <laughs> let me. Well, let me let me look it up. Okay. <laughs> You can talk about the next topic. I'll okay. just try to find it. Well, I, I was just going to move on and talk and talk more about the other teams. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so Charlotte is picking at number three. Sh- Chicago is at four. So a lot of people are saying Chicago is going to draft Lamelo Ball. Uh, that doesn't. I'm, I'm not sure if that fits, mm-hmm. but. Uh, we'll see. Chicago's kind of on a full rebuild right now. Okay, so, so good. Good thing you brought them up. So I found the trade. It was Chicago Bulls send a number four pick, Laurie Markkinen, Zach Levine, Kobe White to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. Yeah, well, Chicago definitely needs a star right now. That would actually. I don't like Chicago getting away giving away Laurie Markkinen because I feel like yeah. Laurie Markkinen is a stud. And like he can space the floor for them, but so can Ben. Well, not if Ben Simmons can get a shot, then he can space the floor. Well, that but, means that the Sixers are are moving on from him, and then they're just gonna build around uh, Embiid. Then, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel. I, I think you were actually talking to me like um, the other day, saying that that they should they should give it one more year with the Sixers and uh, fire, fire their coach right now and just give mm-hmm. Embiid and and Simmons like one more year and see what they can do with the new coach. Yep. Because watching the game yesterday, the the, the Sixers – okay, <laughs> since we're talking about the Sixers now, like what the hell is going on with the Sixers? Like there know, is no like, challenge for like your Celtics at all. Well, like, it, they just kind of rolled over and died yesterday. So, so for the – I think all, all three games – they start off good, like Embiid. He's dominating us like nonstop because our center situation is like I was telling you before. Off the record, we don't have we don't have money to get a good center, so we play what we we have, and they did good for us the entire year. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not enough to stop Embiid. Embiid, when he's healthy and he's like when everything's clicking for him, he can be a thirty and twenty guy, probably more. But he, he can't. And he, right now he's doing all he can, but there's nobody else is helping him. Al is – I don't know what's wrong with him. The same thing with Harris. They have, like, a huge contract, both of them, and they're playing, like, G League. Like, they're in the G League. Yeah. Uh, I, Offense I, to the G League people either. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good players. <clears throat> there's a lot, yeah. The G League. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Wenyan Gabriel on, on the Blazers. Like, geez, yeah. that guy is, like – He's stepping up. He, yeah. He's playing good defensively. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. The the Sixers, they got a lot of problems they need to sort out. Like, I started thinking that uh, over the last couple of days is that maybe it's a coaching problem at that yep. point. But these players have been in the league, like, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. I think after you've been in the league a few years, it's never usually a coaching problem. And, like, uh, it's it's just how these players play together. Uh, 
I don't know. I think you got yeah, That's what we're talking about too. Mm-hmm. Because remember how I was telling you, Ben Simmons is super similar to Embiid because they both don't shoot. Embiid is starting to shoot more, and he's he's actually clapping his threes and stuff. But they both basically do the same thing. They drive in. They either post up or kick it out. They both they're the same. Yeah, but it, like look at like comparing the Sixers to the Bucks. It's like mm-hmm. completely opposite. Like yep. the Bucks have built their team with Giannis, and then just throw em- every kind of shooter yep. around Giannis because Giannis can't shoot. And mm-hmm. they did lose against the Magic the, in Game One, but uh, they're they're definitely going to make the Eastern Conference Finals just as long as the players around him don't don't start missing. But uh, um, I don't know. It's they need to. I think. The Sixers, like, when they signed Tobias Harris, they honestly thought he would be a shooter because he was spacing the floor actually pretty well with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And uh, – or, or did they trade for him? Did they trade for Tobias Harris? I think they traded. Yeah, because – And then uh, that's why they got Landry Shamit. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's like, that's what they thought they were going to get with Tobias Harris, but Tobias mm-hmm. Harris isn't really doing anything. Like, he's not, like, clapping threes or anything like that. He was but, being more aggressive yesterday than he was in the first two games. Yeah, so I don't know if that, that's – it. that probably is a, um, a coaching role just because, like, maybe um, the coach isn't telling him to shoot threes. He's telling him to do something else. Like, maybe yeah, his role for, is just – For Ben, he needs to space the floor. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. And he can't because he, he can't shoot. Maybe, who knows, maybe he can shoot. He just doesn't have the confidence to or he feels too pressured to by the coaches and stuff. Well, he did make two threes this year. One in preseason and and everyone, one in regular season. And everyone freaked out when he made a three. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think the Sixers are super weird. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Kenny Atkinson get a shot over there or even like just Mark Jackson over there. Yeah, so I they think, need, they need something. Yeah, but they're definitely. I think they're going to get swept by the Celtics because it's yeah. just it's they just rolled over in like the second half. I was sorry like, for the Sixers fans. We're up three zero. It's it's going to be a sweep. Don't be sorry. They they should have known. <laughs> well, they I I see a lot of tweets and stuff about how the Sixers they just want us to sweep them already so they can fire Brown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, well. You you know like the next like tomorrow, uh, or the next game game four they're going to like the Sixers are going to like play his hearts out play their hearts out and Brett Brown's going to be coaching his ass off, just because you, you, I feel like if he wins one game in the series if like they he won't get fired but if they get swept it's like an automatic firing at that point. Uh, there was a tweet this morning about the Sixers. So they said that they canceled practice, and then I clicked on the link, and it said that they they did cancel it because they're doing film study, but there was optional shooting later that day or later today. That so they're looking at film. Okay, that sounds like a Luke Walton practice session. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, enough hate on the Sixers. I'm sure there's plenty of Sixers fans that listen to this. They don't want us to like hate on them. Uh, let's move on to uh, like there was a few slate of games uh, since we last had a pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the upset that the Blazers and 
the Blazers upset the Lakers in game one and the Magic upset the Bucks uh, in game one. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this? <laughs> it, was, it was good. I, I loved, especially the Blazers, just because as the listeners know, that's my dark horse. But they, uh, yeah, they, you said hurt. that like ten times. Yeah, <laughs> I just want them to know they're they're my dark horse. I okay. I have them winning still. It's Dame did get hurt, as most most people know. Yeah, he had dislocated finger in game two. But like he said, he's gonna play today, so I'm excited to see how he comes out. Oh, he is gonna play today. I thought. Yeah. They, okay. That's good. Plus, it's on his opposite hand, so he should be fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a good game, though. The first one. Yeah, I, I, the, the first one was definitely a good game. I'll, I'm not sure if you're a Lakers fan who called that a good game because they were up by, like, eight with, like, six minutes to go. And if you're a, Laker, if you're a Lakers fan, I feel like you should have won that game. You just kind of let the Blazers get, get back into the game. Like, I understand game time exists, but mm-hmm. I feel like in game two, you could definitely see that the Lakers made an adjustment. Like, Anthony Davis w- was more aggressive and – LeBron was still his usual self and you got more contributions from everyone. Uh, and I, I feel like they're better defensively in game two as well, but they also blew out the Blazers. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I think the more, the more interesting game and in the game two is um, game three is going on right now as we're, as we're recording this pod is the magic and the bucks because the bucks in game two, they, they showed, uh, like they rebounded as well, but the Magic are like one of those teams that I actually love in the NBA. It's like they'll they'll never give up. Like I in the fourth quarter in Game Two, like I believe they're down by like sixteen, and they just start making a run again. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think this is actually going to help your Celtics in the long run because the Bucks are definitely going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but. Uh, I think this is this will help your Celtics just because I think the Bucks are going to get tired because they're going to be playing like these really like difficult teams like the Magic are going to give up and they're going to uh, they're going to be tested a little bit like what do you think about that? Yeah, that's why for for us that's why I want us to sweep as fast as we can so we get rest because mm-hmm. we know who we're playing next. We're playing the Raptors next, which yeah, is going to be tough. That's also going to be test for your guys too, because the Raptors are. Uh, that's going to go full seven games. Yeah, like, especially since since we lost Hayward too. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I, I I loved how we played. It just it was too close, but that's because the Sixers they were they were making their shots. They were, yeah. they were doing what they they could do. Yeah, as as I, as much as I picked like uh, like I know I picked the Celtics like to to make the finals. But I, I feel like it's all going to come down to, like, how you play against the Raptors and how Brad Stevens plays with his rotations against the Raptors and see if he can – because Nick Nurse is a great coach. And yeah. I feel like Brad Stevens is going to have to outcoach Nick Nurse, uh, which is really difficult. But I don't know. I think I think he can do it. But uh, I don't know. Uh, is, what, what were we talking about before? We're talking about the the, the Lakers now. The Lakers, um, you said how they were playing. You said they were playing bad the first game, and then they played better the second. How do you think they're going to play today? Um, I think, especially Dame playing today, mm-hmm. I, I think that you'll st- still see the same aggressiveness from from the Lakers, and it's going to be a close game. 
I, I honestly, I know the Blazers are your dark horse, but I, I, I think the Lakers are still going to pull this one out. We'll see. I, 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 I think. I want to see how they play today. They've been think, playing Dame so good, though. I think that, uh, like the Blazers got Game One just because they were they were riding high off of that, um, off of the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. and then the lake and then the Lakers were kind of caught off guard. And now I don't really see the Lakers getting caught off guard again. But I've been wrong before. So, <laughs> but uh, I think I think it's Lakers in six. Okay. I would, I, but any, anything could happen in the bubble as we've seen before. Uh, Let's talk about the, the Mavs and Clippers. That's another series. Yeah, that, as, as the listeners That's- know, yeah. I'll, I'll say my dark horse. Like the Mav- <laughs> Mavericks are my dark horse. Uh, they play. Luca is just amazing. I'll just say that. There's nothing else I can say about the Mavs and Clippers. Is that Luca is just freaking amazing. And in his second year, like none of us really expected Luca to be James Arden or the next coming of Jordan. Uh, I think this has been a really good series. Uh, it's been really competitive and. Uh, it's just really unfortunate that there's no defense in the mm-hmm. series because I thought the Clippers, like one of the better defensive teams, would be able to, like, give us some sort of show. But as as like Bill Simmons has said, like on the Bill Simmons pod, like he's he said multiple times that the, there's like no defense in this bubble. Like the yep. only team that's like playing even a, like a lake of defense is like the Houston Rockets, and I wouldn't really call that defense. It's just teams aren't really able to figure out the Rockets just yet, but uh, I don't know. Uh, like, what do you think about the Mavericks and Clippers? Hmm. Uh, the, so the first game, I, I think the, the, the Mavs should have been up to zero now. Yeah. It, well, they should have won the first one, one because yeah, the first one would have been, would have been good. Um, if Porzingis didn't get ejected on the, the stupid tech. Yeah. For him cheering after the yeah, getting the clean block, they called a tech on that because he was cheering and he was, or he was mad about it because they called it a goaltending, which it wasn't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's that reaction is used by every single NBA player. So as as long as like I'm okay with Porzingis getting a tech for for that, mm-hmm. as long as you give it to every single player in the league now. Yeah, you got to show consistency. Like if LeBron does it, like in today's game, I I want to see him get a technical foul for that, but he won't because it's the NBA and that's what the NBA does. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I I, I think being up two zero is a little bit of a stretch because I thought that they definitely played better in game one. Game two, they were like they were good, but I feel like the Clippers, like again, like they made an adjustment. They're they're. Of, they're a veteran team and they're coached by Doc Rivers, but um, I don't know. Well, even, I, even yesterday, uh, maybe it would have been, maybe it would have been closer. Mm-hmm. With Luca, shout out to Luca. Hopefully, he gets better. Yeah, with his sprained ankle. Yeah, we'll find out more today about that injury. That was I, I, I couldn't when he went down yesterday. I was mm-hmm. I I could hear every single Dallas Mavericks fan from California like holding their breath just because like that's your star yeah. like as much as i like porzingis i don't think he could like if, if luca's down or if he has like the, the, a 
uh, like a, a career-ending injury, I don't see Porzingis holding that team on his own. Well, he, he did. He did good yesterday. Thirty-five or thirty-four and thirteen. Yeah, but I mean, like throughout a full season and and uh, no, 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 possible postseason. I, <laughs> I don't think this. Yeah, I don't like. Think yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I think Luca's fine. He he probably you just need to put ice on it and tape it up. You're probably going to see it taped up in the next game, just mm-hmm. to protect it a little bit more. But he'll he'll be fine, and he'll he'll still get his triple double. Oh uh, yeah, so he, he got a triple double since you brought that up. He got a triple double yesterday, thirteen ten and ten, and he's the third youngest in NBA playoff history. Yeah, uh, Luca is just breaking records everywhere, and it's just a it's freaking odd and just weird, but it's just a, it's amazing too. It's cool. We're seeing just history in in front of our eyes. It's, it's right. crazy. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, since we're talking about Luca so much, I guess we'll talk a little bit about, uh, um, uh, the Sacramento Kings since they passed up on him. Uh, we won't talk that much about it, but, uh, Scott Perry, I, I think I said on the last podcast, he's now the favorite to get the Kings GM job. Uh, I guess I'll ask your thoughts about this, even though like I have like long winded thoughts, um, mm-hmm. like always. But uh, what, like, what do you think about Scott Perry coming over from the Knicks to join the Kings? Well, I I don't think it's that bad. I know I know you have different options. How we were talking about off the record, um, you guys were interested in one of our um, guys, Mike Zarin. Mm-hmm. So I I think that would be a good one too. But how we were talking about, um, I don't think he's gonna leave. He's he's in a good situation. Yeah, he's in a good situation. He's been a Boston Celtics fan since he was like five. He owns a sports bar right across from the TD Garden, uh, and he has season tickets since like for like fifteen seasons with with Boston Celtics. I don't see Mike Zarin coming over. Uh, I think Scott Perry makes sense for because he was the one that drafted De'Aaron Fox before he took the next GM job. I think mm-hmm. it makes sense keeping De'Aaron Fox happy. And and kind of keeping that same sort of narrative that you have going on with the Kings. I feel like if we d- did happen to throw back the Brinks truck up with for Mike Zarin and uh, and just paid him the GM job, and uh, I think like if he did take the job, that would just it it would start the Darren Fox is already a ticking time bomb in Sacramento. I feel like that would just make it tick a little even. It would make it tick faster. Yeah. Because, like, when a new GM comes in, like the GM wants to come in and like start with his team, and like he might he might not think Darren Fox is a is a is a leader in the clubhouse or like a star in this league. Uh, like he may think that. I just don't. I I just don't know. But I I know it's Scott Perry. Like he already knows what he thinks of Darren Fox, and he's gonna want to build around him. So yeah. Um, there. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. There's there's a little fight during the Bucks and Magic game right now. Oh really? Between yeah. who? Uh, James Ennis and Mike, or what's his name? Um, Marvin Williams. Oh okay. Well, <laughs> I thought it was between Giannis. No. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. I, I think it, he he's he will be a good good for you guys. Like how you said, uh, he's gonna. 
he drafted he helped draft De'Aaron, which was good because you have you have a star in De'Aaron. Mm-hmm. You have the pieces. You just gotta Get a fire together. That's it, that's it. You gotta. You have the puzzle pieces. You just gotta make them fit. Yeah. Put them together, and, and then you get the perfect picture at the end. And that requires uh, Luke to get fired. So. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's likely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like looking at his Scott Perry's winning percentage over the last like few seasons, like mm-hmm. he hasn't had like a winning percentage above like, like, like five hundred. It's like. Uh, it's like 300, 280, anything like super low. So it makes me start to think like, like, yeah, he was here for not even three months. And maybe he was just making good decisions in those three months. Mm-hmm. And like to see him run like a full franchise for like a full, a full season or a full year, it makes me feel like he's not the right position for this. But I, I, I don't know. That's just me like, being negative and stuff like that so um since we're since we're talking about your kings so i was listening to the the same podcast and they brought up i I think you brought it up to me too you showed me a tweet about it Mm -hmm. how they were talking about the kings and hawks kind of trade oh you're talking about the bill simmons pod right yeah yeah what do you you think about that trade so it would be sending body healed yeah to 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 atlanta for the sixth pick um, that that would mean we would like who would be available for that? That that that's what I want to know. Like mostly, I think you guys would do that just to get his contract off you guys, right? Yeah, I think Buddy Hield, Buddy Hield had a bad season last year, but I feel like that is like to put that's full blame on Luke Walton at that point because I think Luke Walton kind of killed his like enthusiasm and just his confidence too, especially when he be- got benched, which I, Jerry and I still have no idea why you benched Buddy Heald. Well, <laughs> the, I think that the main reason is because he's a defensive liability. He gets torched by everybody on when he's on defense. Yeah. So that's, 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 an, that's another reason, which is smart, but he has, he has to grow on defense in order for him to be, like big because he's lights out on offense when when he's going, not like he was in the bubble. Oh, but I think he... he's he is definitely a liability on defense, but I I feel like someone got into Buddy's heel's head, whether that was Luke Walton or whether uh, rest in peace Kobe Bryant when he went to that Kobe Bryant practice before the season. Uh, I think some someone got in his head. I won't. <laughs> I'm not actually sh- sure is that someone said that Buddy Hield is going to be like James Harden and he, th- he should be handling the ball and like getting it and getting his shots up like Jane- James Harden. And he's not Buddy Hield should be running around screens and, and, and just clapping threes like all day long, but he, he feels like he, sh- he can be a playmaker and he like, that's just not his game. You Dave Yeager knew who who Buddy Heald was, and he was getting shots for him. But Luke mm-hmm. Walton wasn't necessarily. I don't. I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? It, it makes it makes sense. Like, I I don't. But, and the same thing. You you have so much talent at the same time with Bogey. That's why I guess he he thinks he's playing better, and he's mm-hmm. better. He's better overall because I think Bogey's good on defense too. Mm-hmm. 
he's he's not much of a liability, but yeah. he he's he's not like an like an idiot out there, like he, he mm-hmm. uh, not like a scrub. The same thing happened happened to Tatum. Like when Tatum went to that Kobe Bryant like basketball camp, but I, I like he wasn't as dominant last year. He he went Tatum went last year, right? It was to that private Kobe Kobe Bryant huh? practice. Do you yeah, remember that? that 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 year that's when he he did bad because he was doing so much of the kobe stuff like he was taking tough tougher shots the entire year which wasn't good for us yeah so i kind of saw that same thing with buddy healed thank you for listening to the water cooler podcast we'll be taking a quick break to mention one of our sponsors if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain Anchor has everything you need to jumpstart your podcast all in one place. They have creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor will help distribute your podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and many more platforms. The best part about it, it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There was um, a comment that I seen. The guy says, yeah, if we could come out of the draft shedding Buddy's contract and adding uh, Halliburton, he's he's a good guard in the draft. And Nesmith or another wing, we would be cheaper and have a potentially updated set of wings, which is I think is good for you guys. Um, I think shedding Buddy Heald's contract would be good. But that's a, that's a no-brainer, especially with the new GM coming in. Yeah, I think that would – like, Naismith is a great shooter, too. Mm-hmm. I think he could probably be on the level of Buddy Heald. Uh, I just uh, – I would rather – I would hope to shed Corey Joseph's contract, too, because that's a pretty bad contract. That That is tradable, too, because it's a team option in his third year, I believe. So, I, I think with a new – Hopefully we sign a GM within the next couple of days and they definitely take a look at that trade, that trade possibility. Even though as a Kings fan, I don't really want, like I want this new GM to come in and not look at Twitter. I don't want them listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I want them to make basketball decisions. I feel like that is probably the biggest thing that could happen to the Kings franchise is I don't want them to listen to critics I want them to come in. I want them to know the game. I want them to make basketball decisions for this Kings team. Like, don't care about what the fans have to say. Don't care about what Bill Simmons has to say. Just make decisions that are just, that are just good. Like, what do you think about that? (laughs) Yeah. Just, just do your job. You're, you're getting hired for a reason because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, do you think Danny Ainge cares about like what Celtics fans like think about his team? (laughs) Well, no, but I I think that we should we shouldn't just hold on to draft picks. I know they're valuable. Yeah. But what are what are draft picks going to do if you don't either trade them or use them? Yeah. But I I, I I hate when we use them because we always get rookies that we have for like a year or two and then we get rid of. So this is basically a waste of a pick. Right. Uh, this, this year I'm hoping we we trade our picks for for something. I know the draft how we were talking about isn't that stacked, but there would be there. There would be a couple picks that I would like us to get, but we'll see. Well, I think, like I, I told you, like off the record, that I think the Celtics should definitely trade this pick. Is mm-hmm. like, 
I think you could throw I could throw out a trade where you can get Steven Adams. I wouldn't mind having you guys trade the fourteenth pick for Robert Williams and uh Robert Williams and getting Steven Adams in return. I feel like that that's equal uh, that's good value for like both teams. Because you're getting Robert Williams, he can just grab boards like all day long. And then uh, the 14th pick, and then you guys are actually getting a center, and it, it, that can bang with like the big guys down low. Like, what do you think about that trade? I, I like it. I just don't want to give up Rob too too early. I I love Rob. We, yeah, we call him Time Lord. He he's good. Yeah. But the reason uh, you just mentioned this, so you don't like drafting players and then giving mm-hmm. them away. But yeah. that's what the Celtics have like always been good with. They've always been good with like developing players and then getting their value up and then getting players that are equally or sometimes better in return. And I feel like Danny Ainge has always been uh, good with that. So uh, I don't know. I would, I just want to see Steven Adams in the Celtics Jersey. That would just, uh, that, that would be amazing. And, and getting, getting him off the thunder too. So. Yeah, hopefully. I think if we add him, um, we'll, He'll put us over the top. I think we'll have an even better chance of competing. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason why I say that, like, the, you only have one first-round pick. Uh, you only have to trade away the 14th is because the Thunder have, like, six or seven first-round picks from the Clippers mm-hmm. over the next, like, few years. So no, you don't really like have to give up something? much. They have four first-round picks or something? Yeah, for, just from the whole Paul, Paul George trade. Uh, so you don't really have to give up much to get Steven Adams. So th- that's always nice. But yeah, but yeah, um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, the NBA announced that, uh, the, the, that they require teams to be more transparent with injured players. Mm-hmm. So instead of like load management or uh, foot sprain or anything like that, uh, the NBA requires their teams to be to, to let fans know about um, injuries and what, how the, how these players are like. Like I've been thinking about this one a little bit. Is I mm-hmm. think it's it's good for fans to know like what's up with these star yeah. players. Yeah. But do you, do you see this as like a HIPAA violation? Oh, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Just like I think. I don't know. I, I know these players make millions of dollars, but I don't think that we as fans earn uh, earn that right to know the, like their medical history and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I just started thinking about this right now is that like it could be a possible HIPAA vi- violation. But like what do you th- what do you think about this? Hmm? I I think it's smart because I know, I know you see most of the time people saying, oh, he's load managing. Most people just, just assume it's just a rest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so, so on that, if, if it's going to be updated, so if it is load management, are they going to have to put in just rest? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Have okay. to, uh, I, I kind of like it. It's, it's, it's better. Yeah. And then if, like with Luca's injury today, when is this going to start already? Um, I think it's, I think it starts, uh, uh, next season. Oh yeah. 
I thought it was going to start today. Or yeah, uh, but teams probably already uh, are going to start utilizing it so they can get used to it. But I I think it's a good idea because there are so many there's so many times this season like the Kings training staff just wouldn't let us know what was going on with players. We would we would just they would just say shoulder strain, and I'm like, okay, that could be a multiple injuries or uh like multiple issues going on there uh i i think fans deserve to know but i Mm -hmm. think players earn the right to their privacy too yeah same time yeah so i don't know we'll see how this works out but i don't know um yeah so over (laughs) over the past (laughs) uh, over this past week uh we had a few controversy uh controversy stories come out uh the charlotte's radio announcer uh was watching the jazz and nuggets game and he tweeted out uh the n-word during their uh i i I can't i won't actually say the full tweet but uh he said uh in the in the tweet he was like jazz versus n-word and then quickly after he sent that tweet he said sorry it was a typo it was autocorrect and I'm like, no, I, no. I'm like, are you dumb? Like, <laughs> like your phone doesn't autocorrect to the N word. Like, at least my phone doesn't. Does yours? No, no it does not. <laughs> so I'm like, what do you think about this? I thought this was pretty funny, just because it's just some racist that's like clearly, clearly a racist and denying that he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what he was thinking. He yeah. clearly he typed it out like. And you ha- you have to look over the tweet before you send it, right? So he uh, saw it, and then he's like, "Yeah, it's it sounds it sounds good." So I'm gonna just send it out, and then he apologizes apologizes afterwards. No, no, no. <laughs> right. So what happened to him? Did he get fired or? Uh, I I believe he got fired for <laughs> for his uh, mistake or his autocorrect. So <laughs> maybe he should just get a new phone and get and so his. Uh, racist like language isn't embedded into the phone uh i don't know i just thought it was funny when stuff happens like that so it's kind of a funny story so uh but but yeah that's kind of a short one but you you actually added uh lonzo ball trade rumors so yeah so um there was this thing uh, uh jay will he was saying that there they might be looking into trading lonzo like he's a good, I guess, asset if they want to move on from him and get like an even better point guard or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think trading him is is fine if you're New Orleans, but does he even have any value? Because his bubble performance was like really trash. It was it was garbage. Maybe or there there is a rumor I just saw right now. Uh, it says the Detroit Pistons want to start next season. With the backcourt of the Ball brothers, uh, like uh, have they played with each other other than like grade school? Yeah, well, uh, other well, than high school, they played at Chino Hills. Yeah, so that seems like a Detroit Pistons storyline. <laughs> they would just want to re- reunite them and just just roll with it. You can't really get anyone else in the arena. Like you already lost Andre Drummond, so you know, just go for it. If you're the Pistons, just do it. 
trade for Lonzo and then draft Lamelo. So, uh, but I don't know. Lonzo is just totally up in the air. Like, yeah, uh, he his bubble performance was garbage, like I mentioned, and I don't think he's ever lived up to that number two pick. Uh, and a lot of people aren't really talking about that. They're like they're they're saying Marvin Bagley hasn't lived up to it, and he's in his second. He just finished his second year. And Lonzo is clearly in his third, and he hasn't really put up any ridiculous numbers yet. So I, I don't know. I don't know what New Orleans does there. Like, you can trade them, but I don't really see them getting anything back in return. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know who, who would want him. I, I know he's only in his third year, which is crazy. Yeah. But we, we, everybody saw how he played in the bubble, and he got mad at – uh, what was it? Was it ESPN or Bleacher Report showing his stats? That he averaged like five points, three assists, or two rebounds or something in the in the bubble. He was playing mm-hmm. like garbage, and he got mad. He said, "Next next time or next year, remember to show my stats too." And they're probably gonna be the same. I, I don't right. know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, one interesting thing about like the Ball Brothers or even just Lonzo in general is. Uh, what what happened to Lavar? Can, can we have uh, a Lavar sighting? Yeah, like, he, he was everywhere he with the Lakers. Anything. He hasn't yeah. said anything lately. Like, where, where's he at? Is he just uh, is Maybe he enjoying that shell when um, Lamelo gets drafted? Right, uh, he'll come out with a new season of the of the Ball Brothers. What was the show called? I don't even know what it was called. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, but that's a that's an interesting like. Uh, thing to talk about like where's Laval where in the world is Laval <laughs> Lavar. um but um I don't know Lonzo he he definitely has to make a leap in his fourth year in order for me to like think he's a good player but I don't know uh but we'll yeah see, we'll, I'll give him one, one more year I know yeah. he has the potential but I've I feel like he's more of a passer than he is scorer yeah He's – I thought, like, he would – remember we were talking about, like, before the season, we were we were actually saying that, oh, look at uh, Lonzo's shot. He's actually improved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he like, did improve it. He, he was shooting better this year than he did, I think, the first two years. Yeah, which is, like, what was, what was that in percentages? Like, the difference in percentages, like 2% better or – let me look it up. Yeah. Oh dang! Uh, the Bucks are uh, destroying the Magic. <laughs> I just, I just happened to look this up as we're recording. The Bucks are up seventy to forty-three. So, yes. maybe. <laughs> so his, uh, so his first year, he shot thirty-six percent from three. Uh, then last year it was forty, and then this year is forty again. Uh, that, that's that's to be expected. And for it, a three point shooting. Oh no! Well, that was his his normal percentage from three. It was uh, thirty, then almost thirty three. Then this year is almost thirty eight. That that's it's not that's, bad. It's approaching forty percent every year. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Uh, I wish I wish him the best. I don't wish. I don't hate on Lonzo, even though, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think Lonzo should, 
Lonzo should be happy wherever he's at. So if he's not happy in New Orleans, then he should they, they should trade him. So yeah, and I don't as as much as Lakers fans liked Lonzo, I don't think Lonzo was that happy in uh, in LA because his dad was constantly everywhere. And w- would you, if you were a player in the NBA, would you want like your uh uh like parents like that invasive like Lavar was just constantly no. saying that the coach is trash? It's it's like in high school. Yeah, like, it's, I don't I don't <laughs> see any other players parents in the nba like that yeah uh on a more positive um uh note i think rashawn holmes's mother Mm -hmm. is is kind of like lavar but she's like way more positive and doesn't demand that holmes gets put in uh she's just how she's she's just really funny on twitter like like if you just just search rashawn holmes on twitter rashawn holmes mother on twitter and uh, you'll you'll have a good time. So, well, I, I think Kemba Kemba's mom's like that too. All right. Um, yeah. So every time we have a game, um, I always see her on the on the screen. She's always supporting him. Nice. It's cool. And one of the tweets, her tweets today, she's like, uh, "Keep going, keep winning, and then keep crossing them fools up." Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, Noah, that's what we need more of. Yeah. Like, no, no more dads in sports. We just need more moms. <laughs> So support support your local sports sports mom out there. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we'll end like the news topics with that uh, with with that uh, positive note. So support your moms. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll get into weekly recommendations. This has been kind of a, a relaxed pod mm-hmm. for episode nine. Uh, so Jerry, do you have anything to recommend? Yeah, so I I have I have two things. So one of them was it's this new show called Hoops. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix, first season. I'm almost finished with it. I'm on episode nine, I think. A super funny show. It's about this coach. He's like, um, he 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 has a, a loud mouth, so he he cusses a lot, um, and he's trying to get this his basketball team to basically win games because they suck. And it's it's funny. It's it's a cool show. Oh, it's, it's a comedy. Yeah, like scripted show. Yeah, well, it's an animated show. Oh, okay. So it's oh. it's super funny. If, I don't know. Have you watched Big Mouth? Yeah, I've seen Big so Mouth. It's it's kind of similar to that. At first, you you might not like it, but it, once it gets going, you you'll love it. It's it's funny. I'll, no, I have to check this out. Yeah, that and sounds- plus it, it's a it's a basketball show. So I was like, okay, let me watch it, and right. it's. Cool. It just came out yesterday. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out today as soon as we're done recording. That sounds really cool. Uh, um, and then the other one for me is um, if there, I don't know if there might be a lot of um, comic, I guess, listeners, comic book listeners that we have. Um, mm-hmm. There's this thing called DC Fandom. It's starting today. I, I recommend checking that out if you love comics. Like, I love all the DC and Marvel stuff. So today's is basically DC. So they're introducing the new Wonder Woman movie in 1984. Uh, the Suicide Squad game. There's a new Batman game that's coming out. It's called uh, Batman. What is it? Batman Knights. Um, the all Gotham Knights. Okay. So it, I, I, I was looking at the, the footage. They're including, um, they have Batgirl in there. So it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It, it looks super similar to um, 
the Avengers game that's out right now. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. But there's different movies and stuff. The Flash, the different cut of Justice League. So I'm I'm that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, so, I, those are my two recommendations. I seen this the ad for this last night, like during the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're actually going to release Wonder Woman 1984. Like, yeah, online? but then, <laughs> no, I don't know if they're going to do it online. It's just uh, different trailers, like even Black Adam, which is going to be played by The Rock, which is which is dope. He, mm-hmm. he fits the character so good. Yeah, and it's 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 cool. There's a lot of trailers and stuff for different stuff that I've been waiting for. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, so definitely check that out uh dc fandom Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah thanks jerry so uh my weekly recommendations it's not too much of a surprise if you listen to the last episode is uh go listen to the color wild it's a new ep it's uh love notes uh i listened to the full ep uh this um over this last week and it's a definitely really good ep uh if you're into that type of music and stuff like that and uh uh, but yeah, uh, the Color Wild's a great local Sacramento band, and I'm definitely happy for them for their second EP. So uh, yeah, definitely go check it out it's on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your music, it's on there. Um, but yeah, uh, I would also uh, like to shout out uh, Internet Today. It's a YouTube channel. It's a like a news YouTube channel where they uh, talk about like the news and then they make fun of it. Like, and it's, it's, I don't know. It's a super chill show, kind of like this one in a way, but, but, um, it, but it's video. So yeah, check it out. Internet Today YouTube channel. Uh, like each day they read stories that are super bizarre and they just laugh at them and make, uh, and make fun of those new stories. So um, like they, t- they talked about like, uh, I guess I'll talk about one of the new stories and we can talk about this one uh, is they talked about like a guy that lost his penis like when he was like super young and then like thanks to science they grew his penis back but on his arm so they had to uh, so he had to wear long sleeves throughout <laughs> his entire adult life which sucks but the thing is is that he was supposed to get it reattached and, but he can't get it re like get it reattached because of coronavirus because he can't get an appointment anywhere. So he's just uh, just walking around with like a dick on his arm. I don't know. It's just super funny, <laughs> but it it sucks if you're that guy. But but I don't know. Check out Internet Today. They're super funny. They're super funny comedians and dudes out there. Super chill dudes. But but yeah. Uh, they don't always talk about dick arms, but sometimes they do. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening to the watercolor episode nine. Unless Jerry has something to talk about internet. No, I, I, th- I think, I think, I think that's it. Thank yeah. You, uh, you can follow, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at W, uh, W cooler pod. Uh, follow Jerry at, at Jerry via nine. And uh, you can follow me at, at msilverbrand on Twitter. Uh, be sure to rate and review this podcast on iTunes and uh, and and follow us on Spotify. Just 
just just help us out. Rate us, rate us, and review us. Give us feedback. And uh, Jerry, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, stay safe and continue wearing your mask. And if you don't wear a mask, you should. Yeah. So you can get this corona stuff over with. Yeah. Uh, life back to normal. Yes. And we can start watching sports and... and support that 100%, Jerry. Uh, thank you for listening. And peacing out. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.